Ni enzi wa Bwana katika So Thank you so much. Wow. Good morning. It becomes extremely difficult to preach after you've been given such an introduction really. Inakuja kwa ya ngumu sana kuhubiri wakati umepatua ile maelezo juu yako aina hiyo. So Jeff, I'm not so sure what to make of your introduction here brother whether you're setting me up or something. Ndugu yangu sielewi ile tafanya hii hadi vile umesema sijui kama unaniweka mbele ya watu wakati huu ama namna gani only i trust my brother kwamba tu kwanza tu kwamba nitakuambia thank you so much for coming it's wonderful to be with you asante sana kwa kuja ni ajabu sana kuwa na wewe hapa sorry that i've joined you late i was dealing with i mean from the printers we had a few issues so had to deal with them kulikuwa na mambo kadhaa kutoka kwa wale wapiga kujabisha kulikuwa na mambo kadhaa tukana usika nao and i trust um, this is going to be fruitful for you na naamini kwamba hii inaenda kuwa ya matunda juu yako now i will not introduce myself because i've been introduced as well as the sitajitambulisha kwa sababu yeah, All right. I am not I'm, I'm having two microphones. I'm not sure which one they want me to push up. I'm not oh sure boy. which is the one from us. It's uh Okay, both of them are near my mouth. So okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so it's it's lovely being here. Ah, ni yakupendeza kuwa pamoja nanyi hapa. And to see such a crowd seated to hear God. Na kuona umati kama huu umekaa kumsikia Bwana. It's lovely. So lovely to meet my brother Josh again. Followed your work on social media. It's commendable. It's very encouraging. And, uh, I feel privileged to be speaking alongside you here. Now, um Let us turn to the book of Job. Uh, I want to read chapter 37. I'm afraid I'm going to read the whole chapter. And then I want to address you on the subject of the sovereignty of God in creation. Because this is what has been a portion to me for this session. Now as you turn there I want to sort of declare my structure before I start. Nataka nitangaze muundo ama mpangilio wangu kabla nianze how i will proceed in dealing with this subject now i do that for a number of reasons reason number one, i want you to be able to follow very closely what i'm going to be doing so if yeah. i give you a structure you can fill in ya kwanza nikipatia mwelekeo ama mfumo jinsi ninavyoenda nahitaji unifuate jinsi ninavyoenda 
That's the first reason then. To give you a structure and a method of thinking along with me. But I'm also aware, as our brother Jeff was indicating earlier, that we have a lot of students here, Bible students, preachers. And uh, it is my hope then that you're learning from Josh, and if you could learn something from me, that would be lovely as well. So I want to declare that structure uh, because I want to show you that which we teach you in school. So those are the two basic reasons why I give a structure. And I think I will do this for every message I will preach here. And I believe therefore. I'm right, yes? Yeah. <laughs> there was one that was funny and I, I was thinking, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Now I will begin by making preliminary comments relating to the text that we're going to read. Which is Job uh, 38. And the second place I'm going to try to define sovereignty, sovereignty as it relates to creation. Can we use the word uenye enzi? That's, that's the proper word for sovereignty. Uenye enzi. Yep. Uh, so, defining sovereignty as it relates to creation. And I'm glad here our brother Josh has done a great deal of speed work, so I won't be doing much there. In the third place, I'm going to have a discussion in your hearing on the outworking of God's sovereignty in creation. How exactly does it work out? And then fourthly, I'm going to examine with us how we are to respond then to this doctrine. How are we to respond to an understanding, a proper understanding of the sovereignty of God in creation. Are we clear there? All right. Now Job 38 then. And I'm reading from the King James Version. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Guard up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, and thou answer me. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut up the sea with doors, when it broke forth, as if it had issued out of the womb? When I made the cloud, the garment thereof, and thick darkness a swaddling band for it, and break up, for it my decreed place and set bars and doors and said, Hitherto shalt thou come but no further. And here shall thy proud waves be stayed. Hast thou commanded 
the morning since thy days and cause the day spring to know his place that it might take hold of the ends of the earth that the wicked might be shaken out of it. It is turned as clay to the seal and they stand as a garment and from the wicked their light is withholden and the high arm shall be broken. Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea or hast thou walked in the search of the depth? Have, have the gates of death been opened unto thee, or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? Hast thou perceived the breath of the earth? Declare if thou knowest it all. Where is the way where light dwelleth? And as for darkness, where is the place thereof? Thou that thou shouldest take it to the bound thereof, and that thou shouldest know the path to the house thereof. Knowest thou it? Because thou wast then born. Or because the number of thy days is great, hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow, or hast thou seen the treasures of the hail, which I have reserved against the time of trouble, against the day of battle and war? By what way is the light parted, which scattereth the east wind upon the lightning of thunder, to cause it to rain on the earth where no man is, on the wilderness wherein there is no man to satisfy the desolate, and west ground, and to cause the bed of the tender herb to spring forth. Hath the rain a father, or who hath begotten the drops of the dew, out of whose womb came the eyes, and the hoary host of heaven, who hath engendered it? The waters are hid as with a stone, and the face of the deep is frozen. Canst thou bind the sweet influences of ladies? Or lose the bands of Orion, canst thou bring forth Mazeroth in his season? Or canst thou guide Arcturus with his sons? Knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? Canst thou set the dominion thereof in the earth? Canst thou lift up thy voice to the clouds that abundance of waters may cover thee? Canst thou send lightnings that they may go and say unto thee, Here we are, who hath put wisdom in the inward parts, or who hath given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds in wisdom? Or who can stay the bottles of heaven? When the dust groweth into the hardness, and the clouds cleave fast together, wilt thou hunt the prey for the lion? Or fill the appetite of the young lions? When they couch in their dens, and abide in the covert to lie in wait, who provided for the raven his food? When his young ones cry unto God, they wonder for lack of meat. And I will not ask you to read, brother. It's a very long one. <laughs> now, the text of Job is an interesting text. It is interesting for a number of reasons, some of which I would uh, explain or rather point out now. It is a kind of book that uh, gives us what you would call earthly happenings that we can see and relate with. Uh, we see suffering, for example. We see calamity. We see trouble. We see a lot of things that are very unpleasant in the book of Job. And we see the suffering of a righteous man. As it were, the way we would view it from our earthly perspective 
It is very unjust kind of suffering job gospel. Kwa mtazamo wa hali ya dunia ni kwamba si mzuri sana na haipendezi Ayubu anapoteseka. And if there is anybody who had a right a sort of and I put the word right in quotes uh, to complain against God that would have been Job. Na kama kungekuwa na mtu alikuwa na haki naweka uhaki katika mabano ambayo angeweza kulalamika kwa Mungu alikuwa na Ayubu. Because God himself gives a testimony on this man that is righteous and excuse evil is a man who pursues God and has a relationship with God why must he go through what he's go through Kwa sababu Mungu mwenyewe anapeana ushuhuda kwamba ni Mungu tu wa haki ambaye anaogopa dhambi na anampenda Mungu So we see these things at what we would call the empirical realm the realm of nature that which we can see and touch and smell and feel Tuziona viti hizi katika aile upeo wa asili ambayo tunaweza kuona, kushika na hata kunusa. And we struggle therefore to relate those things to the ways of God and to the relationship that those ways have with the presence of evil and Satan. Na tuangangana kuona hizi vitu kulinganisha na njia ya Mungu na chizi hizi zitu zinaweza kuiana pamoja na shetani na dhambi na Mungu pamoja. How do we deal with this in our minds? Tuwezaje kuulezea na kuhusikana hizi katika akili zetu? How do we understand that a righteous man suffers? Tuwezaje kuelewa kwamba mtu wa haki anaweza kuwa katika mateso? Well, brother Josh Eaton, if you're telling me, for example, ah, hata ndugu yetu Eaton that the Lord is sovereign <laughs> that is ultimately in charge of everything and you're telling me that all things work together for good today that love the Lord what's going on in my life how can I understand this so we see that struggle here we see those questions here. See the kind of uh, thing going on. But the book of Job also gives us another perspective and that's interesting. It takes us as it were behind the curtain, behind the veil. It lifts us from the physical to the spiritual. From that which can be seen to that which cannot be seen. And in chapter 1 we the curtains as it were are drawn asunder and we can see things happening in heaven and the actors there are God himself and Saturn. Na kwa mlango wa kwanza jinsi pazia zinavyotokea hapo na tunaona mbinguni na walio hapa wahusika ni Mungu na shetani wawili. And how then God is involved in these seemingly evil things. Na jinsi Mungu anavyohusika katika mabano mambo mabaya. And how a righteous man a quote and quote is engaged in these interactions that are cosmic in their nature. Don't worry, we'll ground this in a moment. We'll ground it in a moment. It is more what the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes is saying. You don't understand Job falls in the category of those books, uh, Psalms. Uh, Ecclesiastes you know the wisdom books the poetry 
For you to understand Ecclesiastes for example you've got to understand that the writer is speaking from two perspectives. There is a perspective that the writer frequently calls under the sun. And I saw under the sun that the righteous man perishes just like the wicked man. <laughs> under the sun. You know, don't worry about living righteously. You indulge yourself, have your feel of fun. Because we die anyway, like everybody else dies. Life under the sun. But he also has another perspective, a heavenly perspective. And he makes a conclusion in the last chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. When he says, this now is the sum of all matters. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. The book of Job is a classic example of that kind of dealing of God with his creation. Now, the chapter we've read, and you could actually pick it from chapter 37, Job has had a complaint against God. Some of the pressures of his friends and his wife and the things that are happening around him have gotten to him and he makes a complaint against God. And he feels like, God, this is unfair. I shouldn't be going through what I'm going through and I'll pick up this matter in my next session. And when Job re, yeah, engages God in this kind of altercation, God responds to him. And in verse 1 and 2, God tells him, Guard up thy loins like a man. <laughs> I say to you, and I say this to my church every other time, if God ever spoke to me like that, I'll say, Lord, I'm sorry, I do not want that engagement, just let it go, let it go, I'm okay now. Just leave it. You know, the Almighty God, the kind of God our brother is described here. He says to you, Jifunge mshipi, wewe, jikaze. Put on your loin and be ready to do that. I don't want that talk. I don't want that talk. Stuck here, stuck here. Aha, you are pana. And he says, for I will demand of thee. And you will answer again. I join my brother Josh. God doesn't ask you whether you will. He says, you will answer. <laughs> and then he begins to ask him. The rest of the chapter is a series of questions that Job has no answer to. For example, and that's the first question God is asking you. Job, tell me where were you? <laughs> when I was laying the foundations of the earth, where were you? <laughs> Another question. 
Who speaks to the ocean? Nani aliongelesha bahari? And the ocean can hear his voice clearly. Na bahari yaweza kusikia sauti yake na ifijiti. And he tells the ocean you can only come this far but you cannot go beyond that. Akaambia bahari kwamba unaweza fika mipaka yako nini na mipaka yako ni hii. Uwezo ukaruka? And the ocean says yes sir. Na inati na inasema hapo nimesikia mheshimiwa. Who does that? Unani anafanya hiyo? Is it you job? Ni wewe Ayubu? Or do we cooperate with you in doing that? No, 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 job answer me because you asked me a question. The series of questions are so difficult for job. Really, they are all rhetoric questions. Whose answers are clear. And the sum of all matter is this. Job, I will do what I want to do. Ayubu nitafanya kile nataka kufanya and you will not question what I do. Na hautauliza swali chochote ambacho nafanya. Take it. Chukua hiyo. Deal with it. Usika nani? That's God's sovereignty. Hiyo ni wenzi wa Bwana. So if you're one of those that right, I'll give you a very simple definition of the sovereignty of God. It is simply this. That God does what he pleases. Whenever he pleases. To whoever he pleases. And however he pleases. He does that. Now what that gives us then in a manner of definition. As we attempt then to unpack that definition. Is that the doctrine of divine sovereignty. Has two integral elements to it and i want you to get this when we talk about god being sovereign we are making two fundamental claims about god number 1 we are saying god has a right to free unfettered choice Mungu akona haki ya kufanya na kuamua chochote pila mtu kumuuliza chochote His right to choose what he will do is not contingent on anything outside of himself Akona haki ya kufanya kile anataka hategemei chochote nje yake It is unqualified right ni ile haki ambayo hakuna anaweza kuifanya kwamba inasaili ama istahili ni yake peke yake he doesn't consult anybody haulizi mtu yoyote but a second thing you've got to observe from that lakini jambo la pili ambalo nataka uangalie pale the doctrine of divine sovereignty katika fundisho la utakatifu wa enzi wa bwana not only does god have the right unfettered right of choice si kwamba tu Mungu akona haki ya uamuzi ambaye hana mwingine atakayempinga but ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters god has the power 
to enforce that right. Lakini ndugu zangu na zangu Mungu ako na uweza ya kufanya ile jambo likafanyike jinsi anavyotaka. Okay, back up for a moment. Let's recap this. Sovereignty of God has two constituent elements. Number one, free and unfettered choice, the right. Number two, the power to enforce that right. That is why you and I might be powerful but we can never be sovereign. Uhuru Mwigai Kenyatta the president of the republic can be the most powerful man in this country but he is not sovereign. He has desires. He makes choices. But those choices are not free and they are not absolute. They are checked for example by the legislature that which we call parliament. So Uhuru Kenyatta can make a decision. It comes to parliament. They shoot it down. There is another branch of government called the judiciary. And if you live in Kenya, you know lately there's been a battle between those two. <laughs> the president makes decisions, the court puts them down. It's just the way it is. I'm not making a comment of whether it's good or bad. I'm, I'm just making a But the point I'm making is this. That the most powerful man in the country doesn't have free and fettered choice. Because he's not sovereign, you see. But he can also choose something that he has no power to enforce. So you may have a desire. But you have no power to bring that desire to fruition. Maybe right here, right now. You would like to have fried liver for lunch. Because it's very warm weather. Oh, forgive me, I'm sorry. <laughs> you might want to accompany it with a, a glass of very cold passion. That's a desire. You would like it to be so. But if you look at your pocket, there's no power. <laughs> I'm saying God Almighty has the right to free and fettered choice. Number one. But he also has the power to bring that choice to fruition. Now, now that's important. 
In the next place what I want to investigate with us. Because all I've done there is to define the doctrine of divine sovereignty. How does God exercise this sovereignty? Especially as it relates to creation. And I will segment this in two ways and bring it to your hearing now. The sovereignty of God in creation is exercised number one in his free decision to create. In his free decision to create katika uhuru wake wa kuamua kuumba number 2 in the ordering of the daily affairs of the created order katika kuelekeza kwa uhuru vitu vyote ambavyo amebiumba ordering of the daily affairs of the created order this is how we interact with divine sovereignty. Now let's deal with that first one. The decision to create. And what I'm telling you ladies and gentlemen is that God was not obligated to create anything. I think the word is hakujukumishwa. Hakujukumishwa. He didn't have an obligation, a duty. Hakupatiwa majukumu kwamba uumbe hii na hii. The very decision to create is a sovereign one, is a free one. Uzi wa kuumba ilikuwa ya uhuru kwake. Now I say this because uh, there has been theologies that have been brought to us particularly here in Africa and more specifically in this country. Nasema kwa sababu kuna mafundisho potofu ambayo imeletwa kwetu hata sana katika bara hili hata sana katika nchi yetu. The idea in the theology is this. Aile amtazama mambo yanayosema katika fundisho ni hii that God needed to create kwamba mungu alihitaji kuumba that somehow god was lonely up in the sky kwamba mungu alikuwa na upweke peke yake kule mbinguni suffering a kind of emotional deficiency anapokuwa katika matesi ya kuwa na upweko wa peke yake hakuna mtu wa kuongea naye na kufanya chochote being alone in eternity kuwa peke yake katika umilele wake that god had this need had need for fellowship mungu alikuwa na hii hitaji ya ushirika sasa and therefore he created in order to supply his need kwa hivyo aliumba ili akapate kufikisha hitaji and so then i will tell you at the end that we must reevaluate our importance or lack of it na nitakwambia kwamba ni lazima utayangalia umuhimu ama kutokuwa na hilo fundisho the late richard bennett of berean ministries put it this way yule amesema alisema namna hii richard bennett talked of the adulation of men yeah, Bernard alisema kwamba kuna mambo wanadamu wanayu 
wanaibuni wenyewe no, this uh, idea of pumping the ego of a man ile awali ya kuingia na kujisikia na kuanza kuwekelea mambo mawazo ya mwanadamu making you feel important inakufanya kwamba unajisikia kuwa muhimu and a very shameless preacher would go like this na yule mhubiri ambaye hana aibu ataenda namna hivi do you know god needed you unajua kwamba mungu alikuhitaji he couldn't do without you angefanya pasipokuwa wewe that's nonsense hiyo ni ujinga It's nonsense. Almighty God is self sufficient. In eternity past that means no time measurement God has always been before he created us. FYI for your information kwa 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 wako wewe kuelewa God had perfect fellowship within himself before creation. Mungu alikuwa na ushirika mkamilifu aliyokuwa nao kabla ya umbaji. We see that in the mouth we hear that from the mouth of Jesus himself. Tuaisikia maneno hayo katika kinywa cha Yesu mwenyewe. John 17:5. Yohana 17:5. Now Father he prays. Sasa baba anaomba Give me the glory which I have shared with you from the foundations of the world in eternity plus I have shared that glory with you. The Trinity has never needed us never at one time. God creates out of his own choice for his own pleasure kwa not dependent on anything else outside of himself he says in genesis 1:26 let us create man god is speaking in that unitarian conference god makes an unfettered and unsolicited decision and unmoved Mungu anasema uamuzi uh, ambao hauwezi kuangaliwa ama kusukumwa na yote ni wake peke yake katika utatu. Let me quote you a section from the London Baptist Confession of Faith of 1689. Wacha nilikuu sehemu katika atamko la imani mwaka 1689. You could pick my copy of the book brother. Unaweza kuchukua hiyo copy na unaweza kuisoma katika Kiswahili kama haiwezekani. Chapter 1 I think the first part. In the beginning it pleased God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. It pleased God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. For the manifestation of the glory of his eternal power. Wisdom and goodness to create or make the world and all things there whether visible or invisible in the space of six days and all very good it pleased him it's a free decision but secondly in the daily management of the affairs of that created order god is present and god is dealing with it katika utendaji na kazi inayotendeka kila siku katika hali ya uumbaji wake na zinyu uumbaji wako unaotendeka vitu zote kila wakati mungu anahusika naye god controls everything 
Mungu anaelekeza kila kitu in creation katika uumbaji You know sometimes I think one of the great mistakes we make Unajua wakati mwingine ile makosa makubwa ambayo tunayafanya is this confusion humans have ni ya kuchanganya juu ya moyo wa mwanadamu uh, which leads us to some of think that we are you know uh, what should i say autonomous ambaye inatufanya tukafikiria kwamba sisi wenyewe tuko na uweza ya kufanya kila ambacho tunaweza kufanya kivyetu The reading of the Bible is that in fact God is involved in the daily affairs of his created order. Lakini tunapoangalia ni kwamba tunaelewa kwamba kila kitu kinachoendelea katika hali ya uumbaji wake Mungu anahusika ndani. After choosing to create, wakati ameamua taumba, here's the first thing I want you to notice. Hilo ndio jambo ambalo nataka uelewe la kwanza. God creates by himself. Mungu anaumba kwake mwenyewe. He doesn't invite any other outside of himself to help him. Hakaribishi chochote kutoka nje yake kumsaidia kwa kuumba. Merely by the fiat of his divine power. Ah hiyo ni katika kutangazo la uhuru wa nguvu zake. He decides and then he says let it be and it becomes. Anaamua na anasema kwamba wache iwe na ikawa. Psalm 33 uh, Psalm 33 verse 9 He says to us and he spoke and they stood form Na akasema kwamba na aliongea na zikasimama wima He commanded them and they were created Aliamrisha na zikaumbika We know that from Genesis chapter 1 don't we Tuelewa kutoka mwanzo mstari wa kwanza si hivyo In the beginning were God created the heavens and the earth. Kulikuwa na Mungu ambaye aliumba bingu na inji. Pastu now the earth was formless and void and desolate. Na inji ilikuwa ukiwa na ilikuwa haina chochote. And darkness covered the face of the deep. Na kiza ilikuwa imejaa katika uso wa And the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the surface of the deep. Bwana alikuwa anaenea juu ya uso wa maji. Verse three, God said let there be light. Na Mungu akasema light became. Na mwangaza ukaja. A series of declarations katika hile mtiririko wa matangazo He doesn't need us ladies and gentlemen he doesn't Tuhitaji ndugu yangu na dada He doesn't need help Hatuhitaji msaada wako We are not that important Sisi si wa muhimu sana kwa kazi yake Turn to your neighbor high five them tell them you're very important to God. Patia mwenzako mwambie wewe ni wa muhimu kwa Mungu. You are amazing. You are amazing. Wewe ni wa ajabu. He cannot do without you. Hawezi kufanya bila wewe. Turn to the other person high five them. Mwambie mwambie high five tena mwambie hivyo. Tell them God is lonely. Mwambie Mungu ako peke yake. Nonsense. Hiyo ni ujinga. And some of you actually turned seriously. Dr. Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe. One of the false teachers of the 20th and 21st century. Dr. Monroe wrote a book. And he called it Earthly license aile a license ya duniani leseni leseni ya duniani earthly license leseni ya duniani for heavenly interference kwa ile ahali ya 
katika hali ya kukumbana na mbinguni Dr. Miles what are you saying Dr. Miles unasema ni gani And in the whole book katika kitabu chote anachosema Dr. Munro is contending for this idea Ah Munro anatazama na kupishana ile jambo kwamba that God needs permission kwamba Mungu anahitaji ruhusa God needs license kwamba Mungu Mungu anahitaji leseni to interfere in the created order here below kupate kufanya chochote katika vita lilizoziumba dunia hii And so they misinterpret words like uh, I found a man to stand in the gap but I didn't find one so they say without a man God cannot No. No. Daniel chapter 4. 34 and 35. And when Nebuchadnezzar came back to his senses. Oh how I wish my as Monro would come to his senses. When Nebuchadnezzar returned to his senses the text says, he cried out and said, He is the only God that rules in the heavens. He does what he pleases anafanya kile anachopendezwa nacho among the hosts of heaven kwa wale walio mbinguni and among the children of men na hata watu wa wanadamu he needs no license haitaji leseni yoyote and daniel continues to say na daniel anaendelea kusema that no one can stay his hand kwamba hakuna awezaye kushika mkono wake kutoka kwa kanisa not munro sio mars munro not joe biden sio joe biden not uhuru kenyatta sio uhuru kenyatta not the secretary general of the united nations sio secretary yule wa united nations he does what he wants anafanya kile anachokitaka not just in heaven sio mbinguni peke yake hata duniani and no one can stay his hand hakuna awezaye kutoa mkono wake and no one can ask him what are you doing That is absolute sovereignty. Na hiyo ndio uenzi wa Bwana. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11. Wa Efeso mlango wa kwanza mstari wa 11. Ephesians 1 and 11. Wa Efeso mlango wa kwanza mstari wa 11. Paul declares in the New Testament. Paul anatangaza katika kano jipya that God does all things. Kwamba Mungu anafanya mambo yote. None exempted. Hakuna lenye alifanye. He does all things. Anafanya mambo yote according to the counsel of his will what pleases him in his creation that is what Isaiah was referring to as well in chapter 46 verse 9 and 10 he says i am god i am god and there is none like me And Joe said it, didn't he? There's no other god, there's no deputy god, there's no assistant god. I am God and there is none like me. I declare the end of something from the beginning there. Saying my purposes shall stand. And I will achieve all my pleasure. He's a sovereign God. You see. Hiyo ni Mungu mwenye enzi unaona? 
unapoanza kufikiria juu ya maisha yako na maisha yangu when you think about your ministry unapofikiria juu ya huduma yako you think about your family your job your business kazi yako na biashara zako whatever it is please understand that Jehovah is intimately involved in controlling the affairs of his created order kwamba Jehovah anahusika katika kuelekeza vyote alivyoviumba Now in the next 10 or so minutes that I have I want to get just a little bit technical with you Don't be scared because I want to sort of lay ground for something that I will do in the afternoon If much of this goes over your head don't worry because it's what we've covered already so don't worry about it. Sometimes I do that so that you actually bring your A game to thinking okay? In terms of theological thinking in terms of bible studies kwa mtazamo wa hali ya usomaji wa Biblia in terms of Christian categories katika hali ya Ukristo we say God is involved in the affairs of the created order tunasema kwamba Mungu anahusika katika kila kitu alichokiumba through that which we call providence kwa njia ambayo tunaita majaliwa thank you very much brother that's a good word providence majaliwa Let's simplify that. Na we can relate with very quickly. James tells us, don't say tomorrow I will do. What should we say? We should say God willing I will do. That is called providence. Just simplifying it, right? We say all right. May thy kingdom come Jesus still teaches us to pray. Na ufalme wako uje tunasema hivyo. May thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Na mapenzi yako yapendeke duniani jinsi yalivyo Biguni. What is that? Hiyo ni nini? That is called providence. Hii inaonyesha majaliwa. It is simply the way God implements in time and in space that which he has decreed outside of time and outside of space. Ningia tena uraisi kwamba ni kile Mungu anapojifanya kwa wakati na kwa nafasi kwa kila ambacho alikitangaza nje ya wakati na hiyo nafasi hiyo. I don't think it's still going through. God Almighty knows all things. Anajua kila kitu chote. Those things that will happen a thousand years from today. God 
Mungu hana akili nusu juu yake lakini akona kuelewa kuliko kamilifu juu ya hizo vitu. So we say it often Tunasema kila wakati kila ambacho tunafikiria kama ni unatufikiria ni unabii kwa Mungu ni neno lililo lisilokuwa na chingole kwa liko Unanielewa kweli kinasema The Messiah will come. Isaiah says, "They can be here soon now." Masia atakuja miaka 800 kutoka sasa. The people who had it, watu waliosikia, to them it was a prophecy. Kwao ilikuwa ni unabii. To God it was a statement of fact. Kwa Mungu ilikuwa ni neno ambalo litatendeka. Because of his omniscience and omnipotence, two attributes that undergird the sovereignty of God. Kwa sababu ya uweza wake na uweza wake wa kujua kila kitu katika hali yake kama Mungu mwenyewe. Kwa sababu anajua kila baje akitatendeka sababu amekitangaza na kuna nguvu za kufanya kila baje amekitangaza. Now those are outside of time and space domiciled in kind of God. Na hizo ziko nje wa wakati na nafasi zinapokuwa ndani ya akili ya Mwenyezi Mungu. We call those the decrees of God. Tunaziita tangazo la Mungu. But when God begins to implement them in time like, and in space. Wakati Mungu anapoanza kuzifanya katika wakati na kwa nafasi hiyo. So that Isaiah saw the promise. Ili kwamba sasa Isaiah anaona hiyo unayoahadi. Peter saw the Christ himself. Petro anamuona Kristo mwenyewe. Isaiah was dealing with the decree of God. Isaiah alikuwa anahusika na tangazo la Mungu. Peter is dealing with the providence of God. Petro anahusika na majaliwa yake Mwenyezi Mungu. What is providence? The majaliwa ya Mungu ni nini? The eternal decrees of God playing out in time and space. Ni tangazo la Mungu katika nje ya wakati linapotenda kazi katika wakati na nafasi uliomo. Three things very quickly. Three things very quickly. Providence then works out in terms of preservation as we say in systematic God preserves. Mungu His creation. I think the confession of faith says it preserves them in their property in their state as they are. They don't change. You know, there's a big debate in the West about global warming, isn't it? <laughs> Thankfully, Josh, we, we, we don't struggle with that too much. <laughs> oh, we have bigger problems to deal with than climate change. <laughs> I'm not denying it, but whatever. But there are scientists who are confirming now that in fact this has been a cycle of the earth that sometimes it warms up and then it cools down and then it warms up periodically. I mean this is the way the uh, the earth the world has been created to regulate itself. God preserves the created order. Ah 
A monkey will always be a monkey and never will it turn to be a human being. Hakuna vile nyani atakugeuka kuwa mwanadamu, atabakia kuwa ni nyani tu. Yeah, they teach our children not they even in primary school that somehow there was a day we were monkeys and then we lost the tail the so called theory of evolution no god preserves the created order so that they retain their distinctive properties essential properties not only does he do that ladies and gentlemen but he also provides and cares for his creation so encouraged by our brother's exposition of Psalm 46. This is a kind of doctrine that brings comfort and peace. Assurance and confidence. God knows what he is doing. And God has not taken a sabbatical from the management of the earth. Everything is happening according to plan. Let the world lose its head over climate change. It's that is what they will do. But we know that God preserves blesses his creation with everyday providential care. You know, the encouragement even in Matthew chapter 6 this is why do we worry too much? Look at the birds. Look at the plants and the flowers of the field. They do not work. They have no granaries. They have no generies. Yet God provides for them. How much more you? We get to rest knowing God is involved. But ladies and gentlemen, God also causes everything else, and I think our brother really did touch upon this. God causes every action of all his created order. To finally agree with his plan and purpose. Nothing that happens in the earth is outside of the knowledge of God. Good and bad. All of them. And I'll come to deal with this in greater detail. But let me again direct you to the confession of faith. The fifth chapter, section four or paragraph four. Maybe Jeff, you would read it in Swahili. Chapter 5, section 4. Mlango watano, semu ya ne. Mlango watano, semu ya ne, ya tamuko la imani na sema, nguvu juu ya yote, hekima isio julikana, 
na wema usiopimika wa Mungu yote yanajidhihirisha katika majaliwa yake hivi kwamba amri ya ushauri lake amri ya shauri lake imjumilishe hata mwanguko wa kwanza na matendo yote ya dhambi ya malaika wa wanadamu haya sio tu kwa kuyaruhusu ambayo pia kwa uweza na hekima inajumlishwa lakini pia pamoja na kuagiza na kutawala katika nyakati tofauti kwa ajili ya malengo yake matakatifu hata hivyo kwa njia ya kwamba udhambi wa matendo yao unatokana na viumbe vyenyewe wala si Mungu ambaye kwa kuwa ni mtakatifu na mwenye haki siye na asiye na uwe ha, siye na hawezi kuwa na mwanzilishi au kukubaliana na dhambi alright so that is what the confession says hiyo ndivyo tamko la imani linapotuambia now that idea hiyo mambo kwamba that god causes all things to agree with his will kwamba mungu anafanya vitu zote zikubaliane na mapenzi yake both the good and the bad zote nzuri na mbaya it is a section of providence which we call concurrence ni sehemu ya tamko la ya ya wenzi wa bwana ambao tunaita mawiliano concurrence mawiliano they will ultimately agree to his good purpose zote zitakubaliana katika ile akusudi kuku thirdly God not only preserves and causes to concur all things but he governs them. Mungu I will direct you to the fifth chapter of the Confession of Faith section 1. We are not reading that. Nitakuelezea kwa sehemu ya katamko la imani mlango wa 5 sehemu ya kwanza. Very important. Ya muhimu sana. So let's list these things very quickly. Wacha tuhesabu hizi vitu kwa haraka sana. If you have a pen and paper. Kama uko na kalamu na karatasi unaweza andika. The government of God. Aile serikali ya Mungu over his creation. Juu ya viumbe zake extends to all aspects of the lives or the existence of that creation inaenda na inafikia kwa njia zote na hali zote za hiyo viumbe number one, ya kwanza the natural created order god ah, governs that katika asili ya uumbaji everything created everything katika chochote ambacho kimeumbwa the visible and invisible vinavyoonekana na visivyoonekana god governs that mungu anajitawala Angels in heaven, malaika binguni, Satan and his demons, shetani na mashetani na mapepo wake, they are all under the government of God. Wako wote katika utawala wa Mungu. We will deal with this in the coming sessions. Tutahusika nayo katika vipindi zinazopita. The events that happen in the world. Kila kitu kinachofutendeka duniani. Everything that happens. Kila kitu kinachotendeka. The accident. Hata ile accident inazofanyika. The birth of the child. Hata mtoto anapozaliwa huko. Ladies and gentlemen, even this falling of the smallest bird called the sparrow number 4 good and bad intentions of men number 5 political leadership and developments he controls all that and we have much to learn here i think ladies and gentlemen sickness 
hata magonjwa death vivo length of life hata muda wa maisha and afflictions na hata mateso are controlled by god yanaelekezwa na mungu and we'll pick this up in my next session as we come natachukua hii katika kipindi changu kinachofuata so lastly how should we respond then if god is sovereign like this kama mungu ni mwenyeenzi kwa njia hii how should we respond je tunahitaji kuitikia namna gani number one, reverence and fear katika hofu na heshima reverence and fear katika heshima na hofu of such a fearful and powerful god ya kumuona huyu mungu mwenye kuokofia na mwenye nguvu number two, ya pili gratitude and worship katika hali ya shukran na ibada for his daily benefits to us kwa kazi na faida anazotupa kila siku kwetu sisi bless the lord o my soul says david wa moyo wangu kubariki bwana and forget not all his benefits na usije ukasahau kila faida unazonipata if you came into any good thing kama unakuja katika kitu chochote kizuri if you are alive now kama uko hai sasa If you have any degree of health now. Kama uko na kiwango kitote cha uhai sasa. God has caused it to come your way. Mungu amefanya ikuje kwa njia yako. Thirdly we must think about our importance. Ya tatu lazima tufikirie juu ya muhimu wetu. We must be humble. We are not that important. Ni lazima tunyenyekee. Hatuko muhimu sana. Four. Ya nne. We must appreciate the condensation of God in involving us so intimately in his work. Lazima that God has come down to involve us. Lazima tushukuru na tujue kwamba Mungu ameshuka kutoka mbinguni kuhusika na sisi. He can do it by himself. Anaweza kuifanya mwenyewe. He can do it by angels. Anaweza kuifanya kutumia malaika. He's using us. Anaweza kutumia hata sisi. No, God can you can use lions to preach he can. Mungu anaweza kutumia He's the God who can. Mungu ambaye anaweza. That's how Jeff Thomas simply describes him the God who can. Ile Jeff Thomas anaeleza kwamba ni Mungu anayeweza. Lastly then. No, no second last. We must resist these humanistic theologies that are prevalent in our times. Ni lazima tukatae hizi fundisho za uanadamu ambazo zinaonekana kwa maisha yetu. Your potential, you have the ability. Kwamba wewe uko na nguvu. You can do it. Kwamba unaweza kuifanya. If you believe in yourself. Kwamba unajiamini mwenyewe. No, 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 no. Ah ah. And this brings us to the last one. Na inatupatia mwisho. Let's have confidence. Waje tuwe na ujazili. That our lives and times are in the hands of God. Kama maisha yetu nyakati zetu ziko katika mikono ya Mungu. Is that a beautiful thing? Sio sio si nzuri sana. That I know whatever is happening around me. Kwamba najua chochote kinachotendeka karibu na mimi. God is in control. Mungu ako katika hali ya kuielekeza. He's in charge. Yeye ndiye aliye anaisimamia. We have great confidence. Tunana uajaziri mkuu sana. And we can sing whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say it is well it is well with my soul let's stand and pray together father we are so grateful that over your created order your sovereign you're a powerful god you're an awesome god cause us not only to understand 
but also to embrace and then to rest in the doctrine of God's sovereignty. May the wonderful fruits of this doctrine show forth in our lives. In the peace and tranquility of our minds, in our fervor and diligence in the service of the Lord, in every area of our lives. For the sake of your holy child, we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, wonderful. Thank you, Brother Eli, for that message. And at this time, we